What's up, everybody? We are back here for week nine college football DFS breakdown and pick show. So welcome back. Uh, hopefully you guys have been winning some money this year. Um, like always in DFS, I'm a tournament player. So it's been a, uh, an up and down roller coaster. Last week was a good one, though. I uh, took down some some good money. Um, I think I finished top 20 in a few tournaments. Uh, you know, like always, one or two guys, you know, breaks the wrong way. And, you know, you can still cash if uh, 80% of your lineup is solid. But, you know, to take down the whole thing, you got to be pretty perfect. Um, so that's the life I've chosen. And um, here we are. So week nine is upon us. Uh, and we are sitting here um, with a huge 14-game slate for Saturday. Uh, on DraftKings and the main slate, kind of the morning afternoon slate. So um, without further ado, let's jump into it. Game one on the slate, we have Miami at Pitt. Uh, Pittsburgh is a nine and a half point favorite, 61 over under. Um, look, there's not much more that is uh, controversial here, right? Pittsburgh's legit. Uh, they are a really good team. I called it last week that I think or thought that they would beat Clemson. They did. They took down Virginia Tech the week before. These guys are for real. Uh, Miami is playing a little bit better since going to Tyler Van Dyke. Um, I don't think Tyler Van Dyke is better, uh, better, let's say, um, than Derek King. Sorry, I forgot his name there. Uh, but I just think he's healthy, right? So Miami's not a horrible team, obviously, but they've just they just can't find their way, man. And they're just not what everyone thinks of them as Miami Hurricanes, right? Um, 20 years ago. So it's time to move on there. I think uh, Pittsburgh comes out and handles them pretty good here, but you know, they could stay competitive in this game. Um, but I like Kenny Pickett a lot. He, you know, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country um, to be avoiding them at this point and price point on this slate. I think it's a mistake. Uh, he's got a very clear target and uh, Jordan Addison, who's awesome. Um, the one thing that I worry about a little bit in this game that I'll have to monitor. And so should you is the weather in Pittsburgh. Uh, just keep an eye on it. It's calling for some rain. Um, you know, I don't think it affects the outcome of the game, but I do think it could slow down Pittsburgh, obviously, if it's, you know, really bad weather. Uh, they may, you know, opt to a different game plan and, and all that. But if it's clear skies or, you know, it's very light, um, I like Pittsburgh a lot here. Um, on the other side, you know, Pitt's defense is solid, but game flow and the, the script that we're projecting or I'm projecting Miami's not a bad play either. Um, like I said, they've been playing better, staying in games. I think they lose, but I don't think it's a massive blowout here. Um, you know, I could see like a, a 40 to 24 game or something like that. So if you want to bring it back a little bit, you know, I'm not sure if Tyler Van Dyke's the best play, but you could go to him. Jalen Knighton is running back now, kind of full, full go um, with some of the injuries on the team. So he's getting the bell cow shares there. And then you've got Charleston Rambo and Mike Harley that you could always play as well. So Pitt definitely is a favorite of mine, depending on the weather. Miami, on the other hand, you know, not horrible uh, if you want to bring it back there. Uh, next up, Texas at Baylor. Baylor's a three-point favorite. Um, look, I think Baylor is a better football team right now. Um, th they have a better all-around, you know, offense and defense, like as a complete team. Um, Texas is offense can score. Uh, they just can't stop anybody. So this game's kind of interesting. I do like the Baylor side of the ball with Jerry Bohannon. Abram Smith is kind of their lead back there now. Tyquan Thornton and RJ Snead are all in play for me this week. Um, if Texas can score uh, on Baylor and make this kind of a, 
an up play, up, you know, upbeat game here. Um, I do enjoy it. Uh, and I will be playing some with both sides. Uh, you know, Casey Thompson's been really solid. Bijan Robinson, obviously, is where the offense runs through here. Um, and freshman Xavier Worthy has been awesome and electric all season. And we're starting to see Joshua Moore obviously take on more of a, uh, a snap share here, too. So, you know, I like both sides of this game. A 61 and a half over under is one of the uh, better over unders on the slate. Um, I will be playing this game uh, for sure. Uh, so take a look at that, um, you know, and, and just dive in a little bit more. Obviously, I, I know I'm not giving you kind of the full breakdown, but I do think this game is interesting. Um, next up, we have Cincinnati at Tulane. Um, Cincinnati's huge favorites. <laughs> There's nothing really from Tulane that I'm going to be focusing on. Uh, they're just not very good all around. Um, and now they get one of the best teams in the country. Um, I think the 25 point over under, I know they're on the road, but I think that's too low. I think Cincinnati comes out and just rolls these guys. Um, Cincinnati, they have a very correlated offense. Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce. Um, you know, I could see them getting up pretty big here and throttling back. Um, Cincinnati is one of those games they want to get out. Just get in there, win, get out healthy, get out, you know, unscathed um they have got bigger hopes and dreams kind of on their season so i don't know if we see you know necessarily 70 points full throttle you know win here but you know i, I do think that there's some upside in this game you just worry about them getting it up too big too fast so uh but ritter ford and pierce are definitely in my player pool this week next up indiana at maryland um man this is a there's some interesting games on the slate that I just don't have a great pulse on. Uh, Indiana is not a great football team. We all know that, but neither is Maryland, right? So when you get two of these teams that kind of are inconsistent, you don't know who's going to show up. You know, you, you anticipate Maryland should be able to score here uh, with Tagovailoa, um, Tyon Fleet Davis, Rakeem Jarrett. Indiana is giving up 30 plus points a game. Um, so again, you would think that they're going to find some success here. Maryland has been notorious the last year or two of like they'll beat up on bad teams and they get actually run out of the stadium versus good ones. Um, but Indiana's bad, but how bad are they? Like, I don't know. This could just be a weird, ugly game. It could fly off the handle. Um, you know, again, Maryland's defense is really bad, but like Indiana's defense or offense isn't very good. Uh, Michael Penix is probably going to play. I saw he was practicing this morning. You got Ty Freifogel and Peyton Hendershot are probably the two receivers that I would look to. And then Steven Carr on the ground. So all those guys are definitely in play. I just don't know if I love the game stack here. Uh, I'll probably pick off some guys in lineups here and there, um, you know, and just hope that it there's some points to be had. And, and But I don't know if this is necessarily the game that's going to, like, take you to the promised land if you go all in on it. So um, just kind of a weird one. I, you know, I just don't have a great pulse on there. Whenever you have two bad teams, you don't know what to expect, right? Who's still playing hard at this point in the season? Are some guys thinking about the draft or whatever? So, um, just be cognizant of that. Um, next up, we do have a great game in Michigan and Michigan state, Michigan state's a four point dog at home, um, with a 50 over under look, I think this is one of those games and this is just a complete gut feel. I have no take here is or statistics that back this up, but both teams are really good, right? Offense, defense. I think they're both top 25 on both sides of the ball, but you have close rivalry games where it's a big matchup. Um, I expect to see some weird stuff. Like I, I could see some trick plays here. I could see some big, some big opportunities. We always see in these games, like between these two teams, you know, a punt block that, you know, goes for a touchdown, you know, the kick return, something like that. Like I think could get really weird here. 
Um, we'll see how tight Harbaugh plays, which he's notorious for in these big games. Um, being a Niner fan, like I very, am, oh, I'm very well aware of him in big games and how he plays or coaches. Um, but I think some stuff could go down here. Uh, so this one should be fun. Um, I don't think you have to fade anybody. Again, I think both defenses are good, but both offenses are legit too. So my player pool in this game, I'll be playing both Michigan running backs, Haskins and Corum. And I'll have a few shares of Cornelius Johnson from Michigan. Again, all it's going to take for him at that price point is, you know, one or two big plays, you know, um, a trick play or something like that. And he could hit value for you. Michigan State, it's going to be the three main guys, Kenneth Walker, Jalen Reed, or or, uh, Jaden Reed, I'm sorry, or Jalen Naylor. Um, Naylor is the guy I kind of have my eye on because I feel like he's kind of the burner and the guy who could have a huge game. We saw him a few weeks ago go for 40 plus points. Um, if this thing does pop off a little bit and get real weird, um, you know, this could be a sneaky game stack. I don't know how many people are going to play it yet uh, based on ownership and stuff, but hoping a lot of people look at this game and go, oh, there's two good defenses, and they kind of like shy away from it. So I'm hoping that's the case, and if so, then I should be in a pretty good spot because I'll have a pretty decent amount of this. Um, next up, <laughs> pretty much a full fade for me is Iowa at Wisconsin. I don't know the last time I saw a 36 over under in a game uh, between two like good teams. Uh, it's pretty wild. Both teams can't really score, but they do play good defense, which hence is why it's so low. I have a little bit of interest in the running game with Ches Malusi and Tyler Goodson just because of their price point and volume. But outside of that, I don't have a lot of interest here. We've covered Iowa. We've covered Wisconsin on previous YouTube uh, videos and pods. Uh, both offenses just suck. So I'm not going to be going there. Next up, we have Iowa State at West Virginia. Um, West Virginia is a seven-point dog at home. I think Iowa State's always in play. Uh, They are a top 40 offense. They play good defense. Um, I think they're definitely the better team than West Virginia and more consistent team. You've got Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, who's just an absolute stud every week, Um, and Xavier Hutchinson as well. Um, So I think the offense is definitely fine for Iowa State. West Virginia's defense is nothing to – you know, sit there and, and like say they're going to shut anybody down. Um, they could definitely be exposed and be, you know, taken out back to the woodshed. Um, and then if you're going to play that, I would probably see, say, just play Letty Brown. Um, he's the best player on West Virginia. You know, if they, when they decide to give him the ball and, and feature him, um, he's fantastic. Uh, I don't know why they don't do that every week. They rotate quarterbacks, they rotate receivers. Like, it's just a very weird offense. Um, so I'm not going to be going anywhere outside of him. But I will have some Letty Brown. He's at a very reasonable price this week for his skill level. Um, so he's pretty sneaky here. Um, next up. Another game that I'm probably going to be fading for the most part, even though it's just a fantastic game. But Georgia and Florida, uh, Florida's a 14-point dog with a 50-and-a-half over-under. Um, again, I think Georgia beats them pretty handedly, but we've seen them go up two, three touchdowns and just throttle down and just know that their defense is not going to give up much. Um, Florida, you know, they they have some explosive players on offense, but I think this is the best Georgia defense we've seen in like a decade or, you know, one of them for sure. Um, every guy's going to be going pro pretty much off that defense. I just don't want to attack it. Uh, so again, it could be a good game. It could be um, a tight game, but this is another one that like Florida is going to win. Um, they're going to need like an interception taken back to the house. They're going to need some special teams to come into play. So that doesn't help us in DFS, right? I just don't see how offensively they take it to Georgia and win this game. Um, 
and the same thing goes for that side of the ball, right? Like we know what they want to do. They're going to play pretty conservative offense. Georgia is, and just let their defense win this one. So um, fantastic game. I can't wait to watch it on Saturday, but in terms of DFS or fantasy purposes, not for me. Um, <laughs> going to another one that I just don't really have a great feel on Florida state at Clemson. Uh, Clemson's a, a nine and a half point favorite, which tells you all you need to know about Florida state. Um Look, Florida State can be exposed, obviously, right, on defense. They're not anything to write home about, but Clemson can't score. Um, so I don't really know, you know, what you would do here or who you would stack for Clemson. You know, you've got this, the, the big names, but they've burned everybody all year long. The offense just doesn't look right. I don't know if it's the, the coaching staff or what's going on or DJ Ugalele, who's just not very good. Like, there's something broken there, and I just am not going to continue to um, – jump in and waste dollars on that offense. So I'm just not going to do it. And for Clemson, their defense is still solid. It's the only reason they're staying in games. I've said it before. Um, I think this one is hits the under, you know, I don't know who wins. Clemson probably pulls it out, but this game could be like 17 to 14, um, which I just really don't want to, again, to be putting a lot of stock into. So you can pick off some guys um, if you want. Will Shipley's probably the only guy if he's healthy and ready to go that I would have some interest in, um, but nothing really from the either passing game. Um, next up, Colorado at Oregon. Um, so look, the, the Ducks, they're a really good football team. They escaped last week versus UCLA. Um, they're just really good. Uh, they're well-rounded. Colorado is not a very good team. They have a pretty solid defense. Um, I don't think this one goes bonkers like we saw last week against UCLA. Um, Anthony Brown is fine to play if you want. Again, we just don't know who to stack them with, right? They have a million receivers in Oregon, and it's like, okay, like who you're just you're you're literally spinning spinning the roulette wheel, hoping that hits your guy. Uh, and either of them ceiling's not very big, right? Because they spread it around so much. So for me, I'll play Travis Die. Obviously, he's the focal point of that offense, um, and I, I think that's where I'm going to stick. I'm not going to play anything from Colorado. I, they're one of the worst offenses in the country facing an Oregon defense up in Autzen. No thanks. Um, so Travis Dye from this game is the only guy that I really have a ton of interest in. Um, next up, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. So I, I say it in my article, but it's like, hey, if you have any insights of which Oklahoma team is going to show up this week, please let me know uh, so I can bet on them or put all my money in the table, either for them or against them. They're the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team in college football. Some weeks they look like they could be in the college football playoff and make a run at it. Other weeks they may lose to Kansas or come close to losing to Kansas. So I don't know who's going to show up. That program is a weird one right now. Um, but they're in a great matchup. Texas Tech is the same team as always. The game flow should be fast here. They can score, but Texas Tech doesn't play defense as always. So Oklahoma should be able to get loose and get off here. But the problem is the price, right? So you are going to be rolling the dice on which Oklahoma team shows up, and you're going to be paying a premium for that. So my advice is if you're going to go to this game, go all in. Just play both sides, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Hope this thing just pops off to you know, 80, 90 points total um, and take down the slate. I don't think it does any good because you're going to have to pay it for Oklahoma. Um, you know, I think Texas Tech can score on them. So that's my advice. That's what I'm going to be doing this week is I'll probably have a few just full game stacks here of these two. Um, on offense for Oklahoma, it's Caleb Williams, Kennedy Brooks, Jadon Hasselwood, and Marvin Mims, who's priced down. 
um, on DraftKings. And then for Texas Tech, it's Henry Columbi, uh, Eric Ozukama, and then you got Sir Roderick and Taj Brooks at running back. So both of those guys are going to split takes. Um, I think Oklahoma's defense is fine, but they're a little bit overrated in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I, do with it what you will. Um, I'm just curious to see what the ownership is going to be here after, you know, if people are going to be bailing on Oklahoma after last week, rightfully so. This is kind of an interesting spot. So 66 and a half over under, it's the highest on the slate. I don't know. This is a very weird game here. I will not be going all in. That's for sure. But yeah, best of luck depending on what you do. Because Oklahoma, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, kind of like the Chiefs right now in the NFL. Um, next up, we have TCU at Kansas State. So here's another game that I, I'm just having trouble getting a read on. Being totally honest with you, TCU, um, look, they've got a horrible defense, but a, a decent offense. Um, Kansas State's just like very well-rounded. They don't do anything fantastic. They don't do anything terrible. They play tough. They play sound football. Um, it, this game's going to – which throwing me off is they've got a higher over-under than I expected, a 58, uh, with Kansas State being favored. So I'm a little bit like, okay, I wasn't really expecting – I was expecting like high 40s. So something here I'm missing. I'm going to be digging more into this. But right now it's Deuce Vaughn for me at Kansas State. He's the main point of that offense. Uh if Kansas State's going to – if they're going to break right around that over-under and Kansas State's going to win, it's Deuce Vaughn's got to get loose. Uh, and then for TCU, it's Quentin Johnson and Zach Evans on offense. So I'm going to probably be avoiding the quarterbacks here. you got Dugan um, and Skylar Thompson. They're fine to play, but I just think there's some other options you can go to as well. But both guys are dual-threat guys. You know, I don't know. Maybe this is a little bit of a sneaking game, but just watching Kansas State play football is just like, you know, a yawn fest. Uh and so I'm just not – I don't love it, right? So that's kind of where I sit on that game. Uh, next up, we have Purdue at Nebraska. Purdue's another – well, both of these teams are really hard to figure out. Um, Purdue's got a really good defense. They're ranked ninth in the country in points scored against. Um, but they've got a really bad offense. Depending on who starts a quarterback, that sometimes can change. Uh, they have shown some flashes uh, weeks on, on end here. Um, but overall, collectively – um, they're ranked 107th in the country in points scored. So they're not someone that I think you should look, put your you know next mortgage payment on. Um, Nebraska is much of the same. Like they have moments in games where they look really good, moments in games where it's like, yeah, they're kind of the Nebraska the last five years, right? So um, I think Adrian Martinez is kind of always interesting, always in play. He does it all, uh, you know, probably to <laughs> a detriment of his team, but um, at 81, 8,200 at quarterback, you know, he's not bad. Uh, he's not in my player pool as of now. Um, uh, because again, I just, I'm just favoring some of these other games that I have like a really strong take and lean on. I obviously can be wrong. Right. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Um, and then I think the last game on the slate that we need to hit on is Duke at Wake Forest. 70 and a half over under. So I was wrong. Oklahoma doesn't have the highest. It's Wake Forest and Duke. Uh, I mean, Wake Forest continues just to absolutely be gangbusters on offense. Uh, Sammy Hartman won me some money last week uh, with Jacree Robinson, A.T. Perry. Uh, those guys are just – they're studs, man. This offense is legit. Duke is giving up almost 300 yards a game passing on average. So I don't know, man. This could be a ceiling game for Sam Hartman, which is crazy to say just because – um, you know, we've, we've seen what we thought is ceiling games like already two, three times and he just keeps getting better. So 
I'm going to keep going back to the well here. I don't care about ownership or anything. I'm just going for it. Hartman, Robertson, Perry. Um, you can play Christian Beal on the ground as well. Um, because again, Duke is nothing special on defense. So um, very interesting one here on Duke's side of the ball. The passing game is very below average. I guess Jake Bobo is probably the best receiver. Um, but if you're going to do this, probably bring it back with Mateo Durant. Uh, if you want a ceiling game, you got to hope Duke does keep it somewhat close and score a little bit. We saw Army be able to score against them last week on the ground. So Mateo Durant's looking like a pretty good play here as well. He's kind of the do-it-all guy for Duke. So it's one of my favorite kind of stacks of the week is to go Wake Forest heavy, bring it back with Durant, um, and hope that pays. So that's kind of it. Um, yeah, that's all the games on the main slate. Uh, go to dfsredzone.com. The link is in the uh, the notes here. I have my article up. It's free. All it requires is just to sign up. You just need like an email address or whatever. Um, but we have obviously content for college football. We've got NFL stuff up there talking about each position, our favorites. We've got live streams coming podcasts, everything you can imagine for football season. Um, so if you play DFS or fantasy football, get on in. Um, follow me on Twitter, Vinny Levine 29 Ma is on there active talking with people. Um, I was going back and forth with a few guys on Saturday morning talking about some of the games that we liked. Um, things change in this sport pr pretty quickly. We find out about late scratches all the time. So hit me up on there if you're on there. And uh, until next time.